Hey hey, welcome back to my podcast. What am I watching right now? And uh to be honest with you, I've been a little out of touch with this podcast. I've been enjoying some shows that are coming with like a time sh- time schedule and really have to wait and then when I do finish watching them, I actually forget to review them on this podcast. So I'm trying to change up my content a bit. And also like I watched something very interesting that I feel like uh, it would be a very good idea to do this. So in today's podcast episode, I'm going to review the first two episodes of the skate drama I watched and it's called The Good Bad Mother. And I feel like I've watched like a whole K-drama unfold in the first two episodes and I want to talk to you guys about it. So without further ado, let's get into this. If you don't like spoilers, it's your time to just get out. <laughs> get off from this podcast episode because all I'm going to talk about is spoilers. So, here we go. The series starts with like really metaphorical wholesomeness and you know dialogues. I really live for this. Whenever I'm watching a K-drama, they talk about I don't know things which has like a universal feeling to it. I think that's the reason that watching K-dramas really captivate captivated me in the beginning. So, it really starts uh with some metaphorical thoughts about, you know, living and pigs and how it connects to a couple. So, it starts with this woman delivering um farm produce to a village and um in that village there lives a man who has a pig farm and he falls for her so he proposes to her and then they get married um and uh what happens is uh it's i think it's like a time lapse more like a time jump in the past so uh in the first episode it shows that uh, Seoul is preparing for olympics whenever it happened i think it was somewhere in the 80s if i'm not wrong so it's showing us like back at that time like how people are living and this really cute love story that's unfolding and you're really happy for the first 10 minutes <laughs> and then it unravels um this couple uh starts their farm they're living together the woman's pregnant and then they find out just because like the olympics is happening uh the environmental affairs or home ministry wants to uh take down all the farms uh that's that falls uh uh that falls in the r- marathon line or like wherever people are going to be running in the olympics uh, all the farms are going to be taken down so the international media doesn't really cover uh and not think about korea as a backwater country at least that's what i got from the captions so they are, they want to take down uh this farm of this person like this couple and of course the man uh, has this farm that has been passed down to him by generations so this 
farm has been in this family for generations and this man feels really proud and he wants to of course protect his family protect his farm he's also saving up for his uh newborn child more like to be born child and they are bullying him uh into you know signing up the land or something like that so he he's like he protests he's like no i'm not going to do that i'm not going to sign the papers uh, for the land and yeah uh, and what happens is he gets killed in the process because this man really takes the uh, root of law to uh, take down these thugs who are like trying to persuade him to sign the land and what happens is during the trial this man wins because he's a thug and he he knows how to make people bend under his rule of thumb so that's that's what's happening in the first 10 15 minutes and this man ends up dead the woman is alone now and uh, his own uh, lawyer or attorney was mixed up in this whole uh sitch of like this whole mess where uh the thug has like paid off this uh lawyer who's also the man's lawyer who wants to save his farm so the um lawyer rats him out to the thug and the thug ends up killing him and the woman ends up alone and then the lawyer again lies to the woman uh saying that he left his bank passbook uh, or whatever uh in which he has like a savings account that he was saving like all the money he was saving for his unborn child so that's there so the woman automatically believes him because there's money involved and you know it, it makes sense and they try to they try to cover it up as suicide and of course the woman believes him and then she moves to another village to start a new pig farm and there she meets like a very uh i'll say a very set of unique characters who are of course here to uh, bring some i i feel like com- comedic relief it reminded me of vincenzo when <laughs> Sunjungi goes to that like building and he meets like the people who are living there and he's responsible to them uh and all those people all they do is uh I won't say they drive up the plot a lot yeah they did drive up the plot later in the series and and I suppose that these set of characters will also drive the plot but since I've only seen two episodes I can't really say anything but they do you know bring like comedic comedic relief uh in the very hard i'll say intense parts of the episode so they help her uh birth the child and uh there's another woman who's pregnant who also goes into the labor at the same time and she gives birth to a daughter the villagers are happy for a bit and it's a, it's a very nice scene but uh then that is also taken away because you see this woman really pushing education on his own child and i really felt for him as a young kid whose parents are 
like really pressuring him to study hard like all asian parents do this i don't know why they're like hell bent on trying to make their child into a doctor or into an engineer or uh, from seeing a lot of k dramas a prosecutor like they're obsessed with that <laughs> so this woman is like ah uh, she's uh physically harming him she's mentally har- mentally harming him um yeah it's not really fun for him she doesn't even let him eat a full meal because she worries that he'll get sleepy and then he won't study so you see all of that in the first 30 to 40 minutes and it's crazy but yeah you see all of that and you wonder like why she has to be harsh to the only kid she has but she is because she doesn't want her son to end up like a dad who's like who's in her eyes powerless and in a bit in a bit of a way incompetent uh, that's not really said but it's like implied because her dad his dad sorry committed um he un- unalived himself and um she kind of blames him uh, she in some way he says that i'm going to take revenge on you by raising our kid well which is i don't know how she didn't really think that her dad like his dad was being pressured uh into doing even if he did that which he technically didn't do it because it was like a murder but she doesn't know about it but whatever like she still must have thought like you know he was pressured into doing that but she doesn't think that she just thought that her husband took the easy way out which is sad but uh yeah uh so we see all of that um and then he doesn't take his college exam because his uh friend gets hurt um uh, there seems to be like romantic feelings with this friend but he he saves her and he doesn't give the college exam and his mother gets like really mad and she says like really mean things things like oh, you're the reason why your dad is gone and blah 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 um you really feel for the main male protagonist and you're like why why would she say that like she shouldn't have said that she crossed the line and i feel like she also realizes that she crossed the line with that conversation but she never apologizes uh like asian parents they never apologize no matter what they say and no matter how much they hurt you so it's very in line with the asian parents stereotype so she doesn't say anything and then there's a time jump and then you see him being the adult person now he's a prosecutor who's running cases uh and then then there's an, again uh a bit of a i i will say it jumps or i'll jump to the point like the person who killed his dad he's now working for him and that's that's where like the first um episode ends like he says the same thing that his dad's uh, lawyer said who had sold himself to the thug so that thug is now a chairman of a um, construction group so he runs a bunch of companies and he has a lot of money now so he's working for him he calls him and he says like things have gotten 
troublesome so that's the first episode i felt like i watched a whole k drama from the beginning to the end of the first episode and i i just like really picked it because i saw like a pig <laughs> in the preview and i felt like oh maybe that could be interesting i wanted to watch something light hearted but i don't think this is going to be light hearted why do i feel like this is going to be a bit like vincenzo because it's giving like vincenzo vibes uh very intense then there's like comedic relief uh the villagers are doing stuff that will make you laugh but yeah that's that also while i was watching that um i had to pause the <laughs> the between uh i think the 15 to 20 minute mark of the first episode because i was like why do k dramas always kill the wholesome people in the first episode <laughs> why do they give like uh, they give you emotional trauma and i was like they're going to kill this person again and i don't want to watch it <laughs> i was commenting that uh to my brother and he was like you're too invested in tv shows <laughs> <laughs> so i thought that it'll be a uh, interesting thing to share with you guys the second episode starts with um him receiving the call and we see that he goes and meets the chairman song uh yeah song or is it song i'm not sure uh he meets he meets the same thug that's like responsible for killing his father and he bows down in front of him and at this point i feel like his intentions aren't very clear because uh in the first episode you see that the case that he was prosecuting the person he was prosecuting also seems like a victim of this construction group like who's that the company that's run by the thug and they are framing him for something he didn't do so his wife um gives him like gives the main male protagonist a, a recording in his old phone where he had recorded being threatened by the thug person's company i'll just say this call him chairman song so someone from his company was threatening him to take the blame for whatever went down in that case um so the victim the person who's being framed um records that recording and his wife gives it to uh the protagonist uh, che kangho so i'll just call him che kangho for from now on so i do not confuse you <laughs> so kangho actually um he hesitates for a moment so i'm not sure uh, like since we do not we haven't seen the whole drama so i'm very unclear about what his real intentions are does he really want to be adopted by this chairman so um this person kangho sorry the chairman song um while playing baseball with him suggests that he he is his son and um he and 
Kang Ho says that it'll be really nice for him to have have a re- reliable father like him, uh, like Chairman Song. So, but there's this like really weird expression on his face that says that he's not really happy but he has this like really masked expression that doesn't give anything away so like it's more like a poker face so you're not sure if he really wants this relationship or if it's like genuine or maybe he's just like planning uh his revenge or he's taking his father's vengeance on this person but we are very unsure or maybe he's just trying to climb up the ladder um, and make powerful connections so um, he just becomes more powerful and competent like his mother wanted him to be since he was really really young and then we get like small snippets from Miju who's now working at a salon um and we see this interaction of uh, the woman that uh, Kango is trying to marry in this episode uh, and Miju. So this person, um, Kango's possible, probable wife, kicks Miju because she makes a mistake. She accidentally, uh, I think, clips uh, a bit of her toe or maybe... That's what it seemed like, but we didn't really see any real blood or anything. So this person just gets mad and she keeps, keep, kicks Miju in the chest. And um, then Miju apologizes for making a mistake at work. And then she asks the other person who kicked her to apologize as well because she's also at fault. You do not treat people who work for you like that. But this person who's obviously a rich, uh, sorry, a rich, spoiled brat doesn't reciprocate. She's like never going to apologize to you. So um, Miju tries to kick her or uh, she maybe makes it seem like she's kicking her. But she doesn't really even touch a hair on her head. And this person like gets like really scared anyhow then uh, the scene jumps from there to a conversation with Miju and her mother uh, they're conversing uh, about Miju having children so Miju have what it seems like twins I'm not really sure were they twins because they seemed the same age um, there was like a, a likeness of um, similarity of their physical uh, appearance i'm not sure if they are twins but it feels like they are maybe they could be um there could be an age gap between them i'm not sure but they do seem like twins so i'm sorry if it's not uh that so whatever so though the thing that we derived from that conversation was like miju has children and she's away while her mother is raising them and Miju wants to bring the kids to Seoul and uh, then Miju's mom asks like what happened uh, with the relationship uh, with the kid's father and she's like 
she's not looking for him anymore even though she left the village to actually look for their father or maybe to pursue a relationship with him uh, also like netflix captions are very inconsistent even with my broken knowledge of korean some of the um translations are very far off so i'm not sure uh what it really meant but in the captions it said that she went to look for him uh but she also says that it's over with him so i felt like also i have this apprehension that i'm apprehending here <laughs> i'm not sure i felt like miju's a kid's dad is actually kang ho i mean if that's that isn't so so then why did we get like a whole romantic clip or like bits and pieces of the relationship in the first episode if it's not lining up to be like that or maybe kang ho doesn't know that he has kids or maybe he knows and he doesn't care because this episode i'm not really sure what kind of a person he is become is he doing this for revenge or he's just like bitter really unhappy with who he is or he's just become a cold person who who would do like anything to climb up the social ladder so we don't really know but it felt like yeah the kids are his but he doesn't really know and also like i was waiting for the scene where kangho comes to visit his mother and uh, for him to realize that the children are there but there wasn't like really a scene with them so i'm not sure maybe miju dated someone else after high school and they didn't really give their relationship a go not really sure but um Yeah, after the conversation, we see uh, Kang Ho's mother like prepare for meeting the probable wife, the assemblyman's daughter. Um, and before that, we saw like uh, that we saw this in a scene that Kang Ho is trying to marry the daughter of the judicial, uh, the old attorney that his dad had. Uh, and he became like a judicial minister or something i'm not sure that's what the caption said <laughs> so this uh, old attorney is now like a very powerful person he's become an assemblyman and he's trying to marry his daughter which really really reeks of revenge but again it could be him really possibly being just genuinely attracted to that girl but Again I'm not sure uh, about his intentions in this episode at all. So we see like also uh the formation of like a genuine attra- uh, interaction between them like he sees her while he greets uh, the assemblyman and then they meet at a club and then he gives her food jujube or something and uh, then she introduces him to her father and then uh, his father requests like the woman be gone from the table he threatens him to end the relationship with his daughter like otesu uh, the assemblyman's daughter so we don't really know but that's what we saw we are not sure so otesu disapproves of uh, Kang Ho being uh, his 
daughter's possible husband in the future because he feels like he doesn't belong he came from a very low position in society and all that like fun stuff fun stuff that you see in k dramas they are really about like the social hierarchy and blah 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 so we see that um then i'm not sure if that's how it was shown in this episode but yeah i'm just going to jump from here and there so we go back to um kango's mother preparing to meet otesu's daughter and uh, she's like dressing up of course to um impress her new daughter-in-law but she didn't know that kango like will just come to ask uh, her to sign away her parental rights so otesu can actually adopt him and that's what happens and she signs it even though she's like in complete denial that uh that her son is out of her reach now he doesn't feel anything for her because we also see in episode 2 that she drives to seoul even though she had back pain and she had injured herself um she went she goes to see him and uh she's like waiting um below her his apartment unit or complex and he's like i don't want to see my mom tell her that i'm not here and um yeah so we see that he's very cold and distant from her and then we go back to the present scene uh where uh, she's she's obviously preparing with the villagers then there's again comedic relief really like the uh old man's wife it seems to be his wife it could be his daughter because she, because we haven't seen her face she always has like a sheet mask on so we don't really know if she's his daughter or his wife i'm not really sure <laughs> uh but she adopts a dog and she always says something really horrible <laughs> whenever something is happening and it's very funny uh the interactions bring like comedic relief in in the episodes uh really enjoyed her musings which is like really horrible but manages to make me laugh so that happens then kango comes uh and gets the paper from her her his fiance is like really uncomfortable and she's like judging the village judging the drive to the village then she's judging his mom because she has like a price tag on her suit suit she was wearing a suit or i'll say a two piece or something like a blouse and a coat something like that and she sees the price tag and she sees like how much it cost and then she automatically judges her and uh, he's kango is like don't really have to meet my mom and she's like but i have to meet her because she's your mother but there's really nothing i'll say genuine going on in there she doesn't even try to do anything like yeah there's literally no interaction but she does answers kango's mom's question but didn't really feel anything like you know when you're going to meet uh your other half's family some people tend to be excited and genuinely authentic about who they are but she is just like there for a formality 
she brings like expensive expensive gifts that she doesn't even care enough to give away uh kango just leaves them all on the road before they drive away so yeah and before that while they're driving uh he seems like really pissed so she uh yeah he seems pissed because she keeps complaining about the moong dal pancakes that um kango's mom made for him and leaves it in his car because she's obviously in denial that her son really still wants to have a relationship with her but the fiance keeps complaining during the ride so he gets pissed off uh, and he throws uh, that in a lake or something so she offers to drive uh, them back to the city to Seoul I, I guess and uh, during that she uh, loses her scarf and then uh, as it happens a white truck appears and it uh, rams into Kangho's car uh, and before that um Kangho manages to uh, turn the tide in his favor by finding that um Otesu had like a extramarital relationship with a secretary of his and he has a child uh, so yeah in in that in this the second episode more like towards the end of it we see that kango is getting rid of the family um by putting them in a car and then pushing the car into a through a cliff or into a body of water so i'm not really sure if he really completely did that or did he manage to save them afterwards or maybe it's just edited in a way that it seems like he did that I'm not really sure about any of his intentions in this episode because of course i can't make conclusions because i haven't seen the whole of the drama because it hasn't been released yet but we see what but we see and it appears like he does do that and maybe that's why he's also stressed to a certain extent i'm not sure but that's what it appears before um he literally gets rammed by a white truck and his car follows falls off a cliff and that's where the second episode ends So there was a lot to unpack uh, in this uh, last episode. Um, in two episodes, we see a lot of the dynamics of the main characters and their possible outcomes. Um, and I'm very interested to see like how this drama is going to unravel. So far, it seems very promising. I have to be honest. Uh, I've seen a bunch of K dramas lately, but. uh nothing has interest interested me or gotten me like emotionally invested as this and also like another drama that's also uh being released with a weekly schedule um it's called Dr. Cha and I'm also really liking that as well and I was like genuinely surprised that I was actually very invested <laughs> 
in that drama too which also was surprising because i didn't expect to relate so much to a housewife in her mid 50s but <laughs> somehow i did uh it's very relatable i don't know how k dramas are made with that universal quality but could really feel a lot of her pain um yeah um really i'm really liking this one too it just it just hurts me that you have to wait uh, because netflix was supposed to be like a binge watch website but it seems that lately they are doing this television thing again where you have to wait for the releases it's better in my opinion to just uh let all the dramas air on respective channels in korea and then you know just drop them like at once like they did with love to hate you but recently i think i i watched another one like this and really hated it uh i was watching crash course in romance uh on netflix and i was really hating all the way but again uh two dramas have gotten me into their grip and they're all being released by in a weekly schedule i can't wait to watch more but i have to wait for like a week now i understand like what my readers feel when i do not update my books in a week so <laughs> i can really relate to that now uh but yeah i can't wait to see more and share more and hopefully i'll be reviewing two episodes uh back to back like this uh as soon as i watch it because i think that would be much more helpful because i when whenever i watch a lot of things i have a lot of ideas for the podcast episodes and content and then i start to feel overwhelmed so it'll be easier for me to do this like step by step and still make something that's uh enjoyable for you guys so thank you for coming in thank you for listening to a little bit of this experimental podcasting of mine and it was nice talking to you i'll see you again in the next episode bye